right, hello. Welcome to FaceTiming with Lara. Obviously, you can't FaceTime me right now, but this is the second best, so we're going to go with it. How are you doing? I'm sure you're not doing amazing, but hey-ho, we'll, I'll, I'll get you better, I promise. Um, I don't know how I'm going to be talking to myself for t- 20 minutes. Um, I'm sure I'll manage. I manage most of the time anyway. Um, but yeah, you're on a plane. Damn, that's impressive. You've gotten this far. That's pretty damn cool. I hope you liked your little agency thing. I thought that was quite fun. Quite proud of that one. Yeah. Flights. God, flights. I remember once I was going to Australia. I was like six at this point, yeah. So I was going to Australia and on the way back, we basically went to Australia for how long did we go for? Two months over the summer holidays. It was pretty sick. I will not lie to you. It was very cool. I did enjoy it. And we went to the east coast, I'd like to say. But then again, geography isn't great. So, you know. And we started off at this little place called Barwon Heads. Because uh, we know some people there. So we went to stay with them while I got over jet lag. Um, Their kids are annoying. I don't like them. <laughs> yeah. And basically, we kind of worked our way up the east coast. And it was really cool. I learned how to swim on that holiday. Like, properly swim in, like, deep water and stuff. It was so sick. Oh, my God. I missed that. That was a fun time. Yeah, I left school like a month early. That was cool. Oh, I was a flex. I remember leaving like, bye. And everyone was like, Laura. And I literally did homeschool. I did these little booklets. Maybe that's why I'm bad at maths. Because I have a distinct memory of sitting there being like, what the fuck is three out of three? And genuinely, three out of three. Oh, it's tripped me up. I couldn't do it. Why couldn't I do three or three? And then it suddenly was like, oh, six. And then I had a revelation and it was six. Anyway, what am I on about? <laughs> Fucking Australia. Okay. Um. So, yeah, we kind of went up the coast and it was pretty sick. But on the way back, on the flight back, because the flight to Australia is shit. It is one of the worst things anyone could ever do to themselves. We stopped off at Singapore, though. I remember that was a kind of lay-by we did. But, yeah, um, my dad was like Lara, six-year-old me, Lara. You know what you should do? You should make friends with the flight attendant. And I was like, that is a good idea, Charles. Well done. So I was like, of course I'll make friends with this flight attendant. So I befriended this guy. He was bald. He was really tall. And he was like old. And I was like, hey, I'm six. Be my friend. And he was my friend, which I'm assuming wasn't dodgy because he seemed like a pretty nice guy. And it got to the point... I befriended this guy, and I used my fucking six-year-old manipulation skills. I got a bacon sandwich. Like, a proper bacon sandwich. That's reserved for first class, and I got one, and we were in economy. That, social skills, 100, honestly. And then, oh my god, oh my god! Um, we had, like, Cocoa Pops, yeah? So we had Cocoa Pops from the ground... And it was in, like, a little travel pack thing. And it was really cool. You just had to add milk. And on this holiday, right, I lost about, what, three to four teeth. My teeth were dropping out like flies. It was a thing. I don't know why. I guess it was just a phase. It was just a weird phase where everything just happened to be in Australia when my fucking teeth fell out all the time. Um, I lost my tooth on the plane and I swallowed it while eating these Cocoa Pops. And I didn't know. I didn't notice. And I was like, shit, my tooth is gone. Oh my god! And I was so stressed because I didn't have proof that my tooth had fallen out. That the tooth fairy would be like, nah. And she'd be pissed at me. 
So I was like, Jill, Charles, I can you tell the tooth fairy? I really don't want the tooth fairy to come. And they were like, okay, sure. And basically, I, we think I lost it somewhere like over Romania, which is a bit of a flex. Honestly, I'm kind of proud of that. But fucking, um, yeah, we went to this guy and my dad was like, obviously it's a joke, was like, hey, <laughs> my daughter's lost her tooth. Don't you suppose you could upgrade us to first class? And he was like, <laughs> Go, go and sit down and my dad was like <laughs> yeah sure oh my god on the way there though right this is one of those moments i've never let my mother forget on the way there um i was like i don't feel good i do not this was around like hour what 16 at this point i was like i do not feel a-okay i feel dodgy jill jill toilet now i'm vomiting she was like no you'll be fine me with my fucking super sleuth skills Hello, I'm doing a podcast. Apologies, Charles just came in. But me with my fucking super sleuth skills was like... Wait, what was I on about? Fuck, I've forgotten. Oh, Charles. I was like, Jill, I need the toilet. I didn't need the toilet. I knew I was going to vomit. And I went to the toilet. She was like, oh, okay, fine. So I went to the toilet, threw up. Oh, honestly, one of my boss bitch moments. That would have been my villain origin story. Imagine me, a six-year-old, vomiting. One, the fucking plane would smell. No, don't imagine that. This is not happening. <laughs> oh, my God. Normally, right, normally when I am on a plane and I'm stressed, I always think about... I just imagine I'm in a duvet and it's cold. Cause I really like cold duvets. I think they're just so refreshing. And, like, when it's crisp. Crisp duvets. Ugh. Fuck me. They're peng. But yeah, I normally think about something that relaxes me. I don't know what that would be for you. But for me, synchronised swimming is definitely one of them. Synchronised swimming. Goodness me. The reason I started that... Don't even at me. I'm not a geek, okay? The reason I started it, my friend Bethany, her dad was the chaplain. Much like Emily Chapman. Um, She was like, oh, I'm doing this thing like... I, I do synchronised swimming. And I was like, that looks pretty cool. Sick. What a beast. And when I somehow got persuaded to do D of E, biggest regret of my life, quit after like two weeks. Um, I was like, uh, for my physical, I'll do synchronised swimming. So I did. And that's why I started. And I looked it up and I was like, Whitney. So I joined the Whitney Synchronised Swimming Club, which I still have the swimming hat for. Honestly, sickest thing. Yeah, I basically went to my, like, trial. I got one free trial to see whether, one, they wanted me, and two, I wanted them. And I went, and it was genuine. I was me and two five-year-olds. How old was I at this point? I must have been 13. I was 13 at this point. And I was like, they are four. What am I doing? Why am I doing this to myself? And I basically, they were like, okay... This is all these things, and they basic, they kind of taught us how to do these basic things. We had to hold, like, milk bottles to help us float and stuff. And then she was like, how many do you think you could do without getting, like, tired? And I was like, four. Lies! Oh, I could do, like, two without getting tired. But I, she was like, all right, go off then. And I was like, oh, okay. I did four laps, four fucking lengths, and smashed it, honestly. Like, I was a beast. And then she was like, okay, cool. And obviously she treated me different because she gave me, like, more advanced things to do. Still basic as fuck. She gave me more advanced things to do because the other people were literally, like, six. It was weird. It was weird as shit. It was weird as shit. 
oh my god and I was just looking at Bethany the whole time who was swimming in her like big lane because I'll go on to that in a minute what you did on Mondays this is a Monday night um and she was swimming and I was literally just like Bethany I hate it here I hate it here I'm not getting in I'm so shit and they're all four and she was like you'll be fine like you're really good you'll be okay and then they were like right we'd love to have you on and I was like huh huh I was convinced they would be like Lara sweetheart get out get out you know you do not belong here but they didn't and that was cool I appreciated that but then you basically have this provisional period of like six weeks it's supposed to be where you're on probation and you go with this really scary man and he's like hey have these milk and he basically teaches you the basics of synchro right <laughs> me miss priology aged what 13 yes it was 13 age 13 <laughs> i got moved up after three weeks i remember being like oh i'm so cool i remember being like this is so iconic it was great honestly and i remember being like i'm literally with seven-year-olds i do not belong and getting really like pressed because on Saturdays, on Saturday mornings, we would do a few lengths and then get taken off to the side and do our, like, little tricks and stuff. And everyone else, we'd get out while everyone else would still have, like, another hour to go. And I remember being like, I want to be with them. I want to be with the cool kids. I got with the cool kids early. And it was a bougie thing. I was like, I'm so proud of myself. Bethany, this is my one flex, Bethany did not get fast-tracked. And I did. I was like, ah. It was so sick. But then, yeah, I joined everyone else. It was great. And then, okay, this is how Synchro worked, yeah? Saturdays. Get up. What, like, five? Drive, like, half an hour to Whitney, which is, like, out of Oxford. It's in Oxford still, but it's, like, out of it. Um, That made no sense, but you know what I mean. And I'd have what? Would I have? I'd have an Actimel and a Crunchy most of the time. That was my kind of nutritional snack before I went swimming <laughs> and then we'd drive in the car and I'd literally be like ah, and I just listened to Billie Eilish the whole time and sweet but psycho <gasps> that was like most I'm so embarrassed to say it but that one where it's like oh she's sweet but a psycho for some reason I was obsessed with that song on in synchros so I, I would listen to it on the way to synchro embarrassing to say now at the time slapped honestly it was great but yeah the car would be really vibey like it'd be dark and it'd be winter and I'd be cold and I'd be in my onesie with my swimming costume underneath and I'd get there and you'd just fucking strip honestly you'd just take off your onesie and you'd shove it in a locker and by Christ when I tell you it was cold I would stand there freezing with my nose clip, we had to wear nose clips, very attractive, I forgot about that actually, my nose clip and my Whitney hat, and with Bethany being like, hey, sometimes Bethany wouldn't be there, I had this other friend called Julia, she was in the year below, and everyone was in the year below, I was like old for my group, it was really embarrassing, me and Bethany were the only people in the same year, um, and I kind of talked to her a little bit, and someone else who's really tall, she was really, really tall, I remember being like, I do not have tits, I remember being like, why don't I have tits? Everyone else has tits and I don't. It was embarrassing. Yeah, we'd stand there by the showers and we'd... Oh my God, this haunts me to this day. Basically, the really, really advanced girls who were like low-key going to the Olympics, like no joke. These were one of like the main teams that would like feature the Olympics. 
they would have this one song that had no lyrics. It was basically screeching. And we would listen to this while standing there waiting for Mandy, who was like the lady, to be like, because they were all, all the coaches were like related. It was the mum and the dad and the daughter. The daughter was a complete bitch. I hated her. She was so mean. And we'd stand there and be like freezing. And she'd be like, right, go in, go in, get in the width of the pool. And we'd all get, have our little, our little, um, our little lengths. We had our own assigned like lengths for the people who was fast and slow. When I tell you it was the most stressful thing. On Saturdays, though, we did widths, and they basically have this thing where they do eight, six, four, so eight lengths of front crawl, or eight widths this time, six widths of back crawl, and four widths of breaststroke. However, do not get me wrong, that seems like a lot, yeah? Nope. Nope. Not at all. It was not at all much. It was not a much. Um, We would bash this out and be like, done. <laughs> and they'd be like, right, now, and then they make us do like 20 more lengths. Or wits this on Saturdays, lengths on Mondays. Um and then once we'd done that, we'd do the team routines. I was shit at that. I didn't know what to do when I was because everyone knew the routine and I did not know the routine. Luckily, I didn't I didn't go to the um the one competition I would have been able to go to, because I was about to move. The one competition I was able to go to, we won because we were the only team in the category. Ah, it was embarrassing. But it was um what did we do it to? It was a mashup of like, um, it was a mashup of disco. It was to do with disco and it was really cool. I was really jealous other people got to go, but yeah, I couldn't go because I had a dress rehearsal. So did Bethany, she just didn't go. And I was like, fair enough. My mum didn't let me. But yeah, that was traumatising. I remember being really sad about that. Mm. But Mondays, I would get so anxious about Mondays. Honestly, I get so stressed about them because we go eight lengths, six lengths, four lengths, or if we were lucky, sometimes they'd be like, we'll give you a treat, you can do six lengths of front crawl, four lengths of back, 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 okay, hi, how are you doing, back crawl, and two lengths of breaststroke, oh, (laughs) and then afterwards we'd do the same, we'd do loads more lengths of like, arm stretch, back, um, leg stretch, which were really cool, it was basically us just flipping in the water, and then, like, sculling, which is a thing, and dolphin skull, and all that stuff, and then they'd be like, now we're gonna do individual stuff for, like, half an hour, and I'd be like, cool, okay, there was this girl, and she looked like a mouse, she was working for, um, Oxford Brooks, and she was, like, a trainee coach, but she left, and that was really sad, because I liked her, but this swimming pool, Monday, so Saturday was in Whitney. Monday was in my school pool. Now this, this, I love this pool. This is the pool I learned to swim in, yeah? I grew up in this pool. It was, a, I had a really weird moment there, okay? I remember this, this is one of my like, core memories. I had a dream in like year, what, year two? Yeah, year two or year one. That Letitia was ill. Letitia McLaren. She was ill. And she wouldn't do swimming. And she'd sit on the side. What happened the next day? Letitia did not do the swimming. And she sat on the side. And I was like, oh my god. Oh my god, I possess the powers. And I was like, what is this? I'm so clever. I'm so smart. And ever since then, I predict the future in my dreams. Not helpful stuff. But the amount of deja vu I get. Because I'm like, I've dreamt this. I've dreamt this. Once in year, like, eight, I had seven deja vus in the science corridor in one day. 
one fucking day. And I was like, what is this? Oh my God. Me and the science corridor, we have, we, let me tell you, we have a toxic relationship, okay? We have a toxic relationship. The Headington School Science Corridor makes me want to kill myself. And the reason why is because every time, for some reason, when I walk through that corridor, I was having a shit time. And I was like, what is this? I was, the amount of times I've walked down that corridor crying. I don't know why. It just always seems to happen. And one time I was having a panic attack. (laughs) This is really fun. I was having a panic attack because I didn't know my lines for the scholars play, the drama scholars play. And the director, Mr. Macken, was going to shout at me. He had already shouted at me. And I was really stressed because I, just for the love of God, could not get this one scene in my head. And it was scaring me so much. And I was so stressed. So I basically left chemistry early, crying down the corridor to go to the dress rehearsal. And then do the actual play. So it's not like this play was fucking, like, in a few days. No, it was, like, in four hours or something. So I went to the dress rehearsal Oh my god, this is traumatising. I went to the dress rehearsal. It, basically, I was a policeman. I was the policeman. And it was a play called The Wolves Are Coming For You by Joel Coward. And this play basically was about someone in this village thinks they've seen a wolf. Everyone gets really scared and everything goes wrong. And everyone is really stressed about this wolf. And I'm the policeman, so I have to kind of keep everyone calm and like try and work out what's going on. I got the last line, I can't remember what it was, but I remember it being like, right, let's go, let's open the doors, and then, because we got locked in a village hall and stuff, um, and this one scene was between me and my good friend Rose, who was in the year below, and it was in the toilets, and I could not get it down for the love of God, it got to that point in the dress rehearsal, I, it'd been fine so far, like, my lines, I'd knew them, I messed up, and Mr. Macken was like, right, I should not be saying, and basically did a massive, like, director's rant about how disappointed he was, I was like, can I leave the room for a minute, went outside, started sobbing, and when I tell you, panic attack, all the whole shebang, just by the wall, and he came out, and was like, what's up, and I was like, I've just been trying to get this scene down, and it's just not worked, and he was like, why the fuck didn't you tell me beforehand, like, why didn't you tell me this, like, a few days ago, I could have helped you, I was crying, bearing in mind. So I was like, I don't know. And he was like, go in there, calm down, come back in when you're ready. Bearing in mind, I just walked out crying in front of, what, sixth formers? I was in year eight. No, year nine. I was in year nine at this point. Sixth formers, um, year 11s, year nines, uh, year eights, and year sevens. The whole, the whole school has basically seen me sob. The whole drama school, drama scholar, they're the people I care about the most. They're like my role models, all the older girls went out crying, um, had another panic attack, had two panic attacks, went back in, because he was like, right, Laura, come back in, and everyone was like, oh my god, are you okay, are you okay, are you fine, and I was like, no, did the play, went fine, play went fine, he, he called me into his office and was like, right, let's talk about what went wrong, and I was like, what, and I got really sad, because I was like, I'm never acting again, and I was gonna, like, you know, skip it, me and him after that play, we hated each other, genuinely, and we did not hide it. We did not hide it. And I had to be on my best behaviour in drama because I was like, I need to not give him a reason to shout at me because he would take that reason. But I went back Christmas term of year 10 to watch the school play and it was so shit. It was so bad. It was another Brecht-style play. When will this bitch learn? No one likes Brecht. 
No one likes Brecht. And it was called the, like, thingy, the, the real story of Arturo Ui. And they all spoke like this. Arturo. Oi, Arturo, come here. And they'd basically be shit American accents the whole time. They'd be like, no, because you want... It was a very godfather. It was weird. It was weird. Now, that drama department, honestly, no one liked me. No teacher liked me apart from Miss Curtis. She was a babe. She left, though. I don't know why. We don't know why she left. I'm personally convinced she died. And I'm really upset about it because I loved her. She was really nice. She smoked like six packs a day, but she was a babe. Honestly, you could tell in her voice. She sounds like me, but like, she sounded like gravel. It was not good. But yeah, we had, who do we have? We had Miss Curtis. Miss Curtis left. Then we have Miss Neil. Now for the first year, Miss Neil liked me a lot. And we did, in year seven, we did Alice in Wonderland. I was the Duchess. And I became rather iconic in my school, if I do say so myself, because I decided to play the Duchess as very, very heavily Scottish. And one of my lines was, Peg! And I used to say it in, like, the most aggressive way. I've lost, I've kind of lost it a bit now. But, and everyone was like, oh my god, that is funny. That is funny as fuck. And I was like, yeah, I know. It was, it was great. It was weird as hell. And Miss Neil liked me for the first year. Then in year eight, turned. She did a whole 360. She was like, no, Laura, can't stand you. And I don't know what I did. But basically, we did fame the next year, right? I had a good, a good thing, a good part, yeah? It wasn't like the biggest, but it was cool. It was a good part for year eight. And I was like, really nervous about this one line and I felt like the first night I completely fucked it up and I was like Miss Neil I'm so sorry afterwards I was really upset about it she knew she'd been like passive aggressive to me the whole night and I was like I'm really sorry that did not go well she was like Lara get a grip and I was like okay I was like what I was 12 (laughs) I was 12 and then during the rehearsals this bitch was like I made friends with this year above called Gemma Good she's an icon I love her and it got to the point where we were really pally. So I was holding her hand, walking up the stairs, and she went, Laura! And I was like, yeah? Everyone turned when I tell you. Ev- the whole theatre turned. And I was like, what? What's, gonna, what's going on? Why did she shout Laura? She was like, you're a disgrace as a drama scholar. All right. Like, calm down, Miss Neil. I am, like, 12. What did I do? I was walking up the stairs. That's what I did. Bad me. Bad me. And then at one point during the other rehearsal, she was like, Laura. And I was like, what? What did I do now? She was like, stop upstaging Eleanor. And I walked across the stage. I'm like, I'm sorry if your eyes get drawn to me, Miss Neil. I know I am paying. But no, I'm not upstaging her. (laughs) Trauma. Alice in Wonderland. Honestly, I miss that. That was really, that was a good phase. We did it outside. It was the summer. We did a little promenade. Everyone went round. We only, we performed unseen four times while everyone walked around. It was really fun. It was really fun. Honestly. Yeah. Then we had Lambda. I did, no, it wasn't Lambda. It's speech and therapy. It's speech and Speech and drama. I did speech and drama with Miss Curtis when I was in, from year four to year six. I did speech and drama with Miss um, Curtis and I did it as a group and every single time I got a distinction. And I remember being like, me, artista, I am so cool. 
that was a good time but I would always miss it and I'd have to write it on my board in like year five and then oh my god I was part of this thing called stretch and challenge where it was like all the kids who were like clever and needed needed more more stimulation so they were like Lara come to this club where basically you could choose what you wanted to do and you just gave yourself a little extra task that you had to complete and one of mine I wrote a letter in ancient Greek for my head teacher to decipher. I gave her, like, basically I wrote the words in English, obviously, but I wrote in ancient Greek letters and I gave her, like, a key. Oh, my God. And then I had to, like, give a presentation about it because at that point I was in year six and I was leaving and it was on messy hair day and I had balloons attached to my head and I remember, like, making a comment about them and everyone laughed and it was, like, a weird thing. Yeah. Miss Crouch was a babe. She still is. She had cancer, poor thing, but I think she's okay now. We're still friends with her. We had some weird head teachers. Let me tell you, our head teachers were concerning. We had Miss Bartlett, who was my head teacher from reception to year three. And in year three and year four, she left and no one knew why. Uh, it turns out everyone did know why. They just didn't tell the kids. Um... And later on, I was told it was because she hooked up with someone on school grounds. And I was like, what? What? Not Miss Bartlett? No, that's not the reason. She just left so she could be an English teacher. <laughs> like, that's so boring. And then, oh, this was this was the teacher scandals, honestly. I didn't know this because my dad's in the governor's. Um, basically, Miss Salvadant. Sally Salvadant was Miss Bartlett's, like, mother figure she took her job from her she was the acting head from year three to year four then she left and then we got miss crouch who's a babe um we've had so many like bad teachers honestly because then in year seven our PE teacher mr bridal slept with the sick form and had to and got fired he was engaged he was literally engaged to someone. She broke up with him, luckily, as you should imagine, God. And it was on their last day. We had foundation day, which is like commem, but it's on a Saturday. And we were like, oh, it's on a Saturday. And then we then when once foundation was over, we had a service in like a tent and stuff. And then once that was over, you could like leave. But no one did because there was like a fairground and stuff. Um, He hooked up with her on foundation day, which was her last day. So they were like, wait until it was legal still wasn't legal because it was like in a classroom uncomfortable honestly props to the girl he wasn't paying but like get it like shaggy teacher cool we had an ict teacher called mr wilson he made a comment about our skirts which were very short there's like his famous headington girls skirts are really really short um he basically said a skirt a paragraph should be like your uh, girl's skirt long enough to cover the subject but short enough to keep it interesting and everyone was like ew because he had a hitler mustache he was really weird he had this whole thing where he was like no he called us dog he was like no we're not gonna help you he called us dogs and said that he should put us on leads and then salava in a jar she's so funny salava pulled off the doorknob and he was like, oh, I guess we're all stuck here. And we were like, sir, we're taking the window. Honestly, I prefer death over being with you. And then my chemistry teacher, Miss Goff, 
run away with a German teacher and now they live in America. It was a whole thing. God, Headington was honestly whack. It was whack as fuck. Christ. Right, I rambled on for long enough. This is where I say adieu. I say goodbye. Uh, I hope you have enjoyed watching or listening to me ramble on for half an hour. Christ. Oh my God, I have a problem. I have a problem. That honestly felt like no time at all. Talking, I need to stop. Well, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. I hope it's felt not like half an hour. Um, honestly, babe, like, babe, babe, on Bob's, it will be completely fine. You will be okay. Like, just breathe, breathe through it. One in 11 million, you know, turbulence. There's a scientific, there's a scientific, there's a scientific explanation behind it. It's just the sun and hot pockets of air. It's stressful, but you'll be fine. You're halfway there. You're doing insane, by the way. Just just letting you know. You're doing very well. You've gotten this far. I probably would have gotten to the wrong terminal. Um, love you the most. A lot. Very much. Very much a lot. I miss you insane amounts. Um, and that is where I will end today's podcast. It's been lovely. Bye-bye, my love. I hope you have a nice time. Agent, don't forget to pick up my messages. Later on, check and see if you're halfway through the flight. Thank you. Goodbye.